Welcome to the Dauntless Grace Exchange. I'm Megan. And I'm Deidre. And we are so happy to be here with you to wrap up part two of the signals of um, our Enneagram type signals of stress. So last episode, we talked a little bit about what it means to go to stress and to your stress line. So we started exploring the first couple of types. We did one, two, threes, and fours in last week's episode. So if you missed those, go back. Uh, we're going to pick up with five to finish up this week. And what we're talking about is what it looks like in your own type as you're falling through into the more unhealthy spaces of your type when you're in stress, and then what that shift looks like when you go to the unhealthier side of your stress number and how you can choose to grow by choosing the high side of your stress numbers. So we are going to start with our Enneagram fives. That's my cue, isn't it? Just, just well, jump you in and start talking. I did forget <laughs> to plug at Enneagram Megan on this episode. So if you didn't hear the last one where I plugged that a couple of times, what we're doing is kind of recapping and series that Enneagram Megan has on hers. And by her, I mean you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> well, this is weird now. You have like on your performance voice, and it's a little bit like we're just talking. Let's just have a conversation. You're like, here well, is what I am talking about. <laughs> Welcome to the show at Enneagram Megan, our oh my professional gosh. verified Enneagram coach. Well, I'm not social media verified, so I'm not that official, just certified. I don't uh, get the fancy blue the ten thousand plus at least. Maybe yeah, but I don't get the fancy check. blue check marks. Okay, fine. <laughs> Welcome to the show, you loser. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that feels more accurate. <laughs> That's not what we were looking for. I apologize. <laughs> if you missed last episode, ones in stress tend to go to criticism and judgment. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't criticism. I was building you up. You're the one that I'm shot it down. I'm just kidding. We are not going to talk about ones or fours on this episode at all no, from here out, from here on out. Mom's the like, word. Oh, jeez. All right. Fives. Fives in stress. Um, fives tend to fall through their own number first, which is where they go. Well, I mean, fives are typically going to withdraw anyway, and that's kind of a way they naturally take care of themselves. But in stress, I think that withdrawal starts to look a lot more like isolation. Like, yes like hiding, like boundaries and big walls and nobody come find me. And I'm just going to kind of be unavailable to people, whether that's physically or emotionally or some combination of both. Um, but also that cynicism piece that fives can tend to get into where they're just a little bit more like, I'm trying to think of a synonym for cynical, but like a little bit more like cynical. skeptical about what is happening and <laughs> just keep saying cynical you're just more cynical about things in that cynicism spot <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it aptly names it <laughs> but we know that fives can go to seven in stress so after they kind of start finding themselves in those isolated places well that's not going to pull them out of stress quite honestly right we need our stress line to give us tools but if they fall to that unhealthy seven then it's more like Becoming restless, hyperactive, um, taking on too many things all at once, or, you know, all of a sudden, like a weird energy where it's like distracted and silly and not very patient and a little bit crazy that cynical humor can get almost biting in places. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like 
they want to learn things anyway. So it's almost like this frenzy striving to know everything right now. So it's really taking that seven energy and applying it to what a five naturally is going to do, but that's because they're stressed out and they don't know what to do with, they don't know what to do with that energy. They're not used to going two time zones ahead. So fives getting that seven energy looks really chaotic unless they know how to handle it. I was talking to a five recently that when I read that part to her, she's like, oh, right. Everybody at work is like, "Woo, the tornado just came through. What just happened? Because uh, it's such a different energy than she normally presents with. But it was like, oh, there was too much going on. I was all stressed. And I just started moving really frantically. Um, and people recognize that as like her tornado mode, <laughs> which is funny because that's not how you would describe a five or their energy. Right. But there are things that they can take from that that are that's good. So that it pulls them out of that isolation when they go into tornado mode. But if they can do it in a way that's not destructive like a tornado, but it has motion behind it, so yeah. they can take some of that energy. They can take some of the lightheartedness instead of the cynicism. Try to find that other kind of humor where it's easier to see the silver lining instead of. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I was going to come up with a really bad analogy, and I don't know what a bad metal is to see instead of silver. So. <laughs> radium <laughs> oh, that glows too um <laughs> it glows but it's toxic so the, the low side of seven would be that you start glowing but it's toxic to everyone the high side of seven would be the silver lining there you go i, I like feel that. like that's a great analogy Might be a new series right there all of the metal charts and like yeah. they apply yeah <laughs> eights are like iron fours are like we're not talking about ones and fours so yeah (laughs) i already almost did it but we can't do it shoot for another series people that's awesome i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make periodic chart and the enneagram (gasps) that's so fun (laughs) oh my gosh most non-scientific people in the world do you really think we should take that challenge on yes because we're gonna make science fun Okay. Okay. We're like the Bill Nye of the Enneagram world. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I need someone's eighth grader to please contact me right away so I can discuss this with them. (laughs) Awesome. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Promise. (laughs) Let's move right along to sixes in stress. All right. What you got for sixes? Well, we know like as they get into an unhealthier space, they're going to begin self-doubting more and um, getting a little more either paralyzed by their fear or if they're on the other side of that spectrum, maybe really kind of being a jerk because they're trying to get on top of the fear. So some of those tendencies, whether they're more um, phobic in it, it's going to look more and more phobic as they, you know, getting into that stress or maybe more and more counterphobic with really overt kinds of um, actions to control things. Uh, so probably that self-doubt or controlling. Yeah. What did you got? I, yeah, I think the self-doubt is what causes that. So they either are so self-doubting, they're going to double down on whatever answers in front of them and pretend like they've got it, mm-hmm. or they're going to go so self-doubting that they don't know who to trust now about anything. Yeah. But so I think you're right. Once they do that, they're going to move toward their stress line. Yeah, sixes go to three in stress. So the frantic 
striving part, if a little bit like a, when a five moves to seven, mm-hmm. it's that same kind of energy. A six going to three is going to feel a little bit of that same energy where they really are keeping busy and that's to kind of manage their fear with busyness. So, um, or they get threes are a little bit more image conscious. So sixes are going to maybe hold back from trying something new because how will people see me? So they're, they're pulling on a few of those little three lines worrying about what others think about them instead of just what they themselves think. Um, but also maybe, like taking on some of that three chameleon tendency of really shifting who they are in order to find that security from other people because they're so self-doubting. Yeah. Yeah. And and if, and that all makes sense because that need to stand like dependently with others, when they feel like that's suddenly not safe for one reason or another, it makes sense to move into the stress number that gives them more independence from a group, but if they don't choose the high side of that, they're not going to have the best qualities of a three. So like every other number, what, you know, what does it look like to know the signs of stress in your own type to make a choice to go to that high side? Cause you do need that stress number. Mm-hmm. So for them, like you said, to, to make that move is good. It pulls them into a kind of energy that they're not used to maybe being in and maybe makes them more independent thinking, independent standing, um, yeah, I mean, I think a six who's going to be paralyzed in self-doubt or over overly controlling in self-doubt, they need that three energy of intentionality, of goal setting, of yeah. like moving forward with intention to know that they can achieve something. So it's kind of getting, getting a little bit of self-confidence in that space and setting goals along the way to keep themselves moving forward instead of being paralyzed to there. I think that self-confidence is a big thing because even though threes know that like some of it is these mask and roles that they're playing for other people. They also have kind of just an inborn confidence that they can be any of those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a good side of that three for a six to pull on who tends to self-doubt and look to others, whether they um, can take the risk or not, you know, the threes kind of, they're just willing to take the risk. So it's, it's, I think it's a good move for them. I think it's important to note that sixes don't become threes. Like none of us become a different number in our stress line. We're just picking up some of those behaviors and energy and it's how they manifest in our own numbers that change it. So a six isn't going to magically look like a three. They're going to look like a six in three tendencies. Mm -hmm. So it is going to look slightly different than if you put a three next to a six in stress, they are going to look different still because a six is still using that three behavior to manage the fear of self-doubt, the fear of not knowing, the fear of insecurity, the fear of uncertainty, whereas threes, they're managing their own fears and they're different from a sixes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. I, people come at me on Instagram a lot. Like we don't look like this number. And I'm like, right. Because you're not that number. It It's how that number works with your number. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Okay. Move on to sevens. Sure. Um, seven I feel like we just, we, we talked about the low set of seven when we were talking about fives just now, but um, I think for sevens, they it, it's that distraction that starts to come into play when all of a sudden they get stressed out and like they can't focus on anything and and the things they're responsible for, they're like suddenly not finishing or not accomplishing. And there's a sense of irresponsibility that comes in when a seven gets stressed out. It's almost like they don't know how to like wrap something up before they're moving on to the next task. And it's that stress line of having too much to do maybe, or too many people to worry about. And so nothing's really getting done. And because they move to one in stress, they have 
all of the unhealthy behaviors of a one. And while we said we wouldn't talk about ones and fours in this episode, we have to talk about the unhealthy side of one here for a minute. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned earlier, they we become more irritable and critical of themselves and others. Uh, and, and that's the side you wouldn't always see in a seven because they tend to see the silver lining. They tend to be in that top half of range of emotions that are the more positive emotions. They just really want to make people laugh or lead people towards some inspiring goal and move on. So when you start seeing that more irritable and critical like side of them, they're in their stress number there. Um, and also kind of becoming like profession, perfectionistic and judgmental. Again, not a normal sign of how a seven moves through their worlds. Um, not that they can't be perfectionists, but they probably won't often get stuck too long in the details of one thing before moving on to something else. So it's good that they have that one line, right? Yeah. I, I see sevens being, uh, falling into that perfectionism thing as a way to distract themselves from completing something. Mm. Like if they get caught up in trying to make it perfect and they never actually have to finish it. So it's kind of how, how does perfectionism look for a one Versus what does perfectionism look like for a seven? And it is going to look a little bit different. It actually might look a lot the same. I was just recognizing today, Uh not to talk about ones, but I was just (laughs) like, that that tendency is it will never be good enough to show up with because then it'll always be judged as not good enough because there's just no way to ever make something perfect or to show up perfectly yourself. So what I do is I make excuses for why I couldn't do it well enough. Like I ran out of time. I didn't have enough money, whatever, right? Someone else blocked my goal. So it kind of makes sense. Like for sevens, they're like, oh, if I do this well enough, then I won't ever have to finish it and I can go ahead and move on to the next thing. So it's a different motivation. Mine was ultimately I won't be good enough. A seven is ultimately, I don't want to get trapped in this forever, you know, but it's still kind of this like smoke and mirrors thing that we put out there so that people don't get us trapped in whatever our ultimate fear is. That's so fascinating. Well, we've done a really good job of not talking about ones. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well done us. Well done. That resentment piece, though, that we talk about with ones a lot, that resentment that falls, like when one is falling through their unhealthy numbers, the seven can pick up that resentment, but it comes out more like resentful of people who are blocking their fun yeah, or resentful of people who are trapping them somewhere into a job description or a <laughs> yeah. perform. Yeah. So, so that, or resentful of themselves, like, or resentful of the fact that I have to hit this deadline and therefore whatever, you know, so that's, that's really where that one line comes into play for sevens a lot. But the last point on your graphic is imposes restrictions in order to be more productive. And I actually think that's why they have to move to one sometimes. Definitely. Don't choose the high side of that. That restriction thing is going to be really rigid and maybe not as gracious to others or themselves as it could be if they chose the higher side of one to get things done. Yeah. I think those restrictions is what causes that resentment to come in. Then like if they could choose the high side of ones where they are really pulling up their productivity and focus that a ones can just kind of knock stuff out and get it done. That is what they need, but they always fall when they're unaware to the part that's more restrictive and resentful and critical. So for sevens feeling stress in their own number, Choosing the high side of one looks like a checklist, um, goal setting, focus, 
small rewards along the way instead of taking all fun out of the equation until it's accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Moving on to eights. Oh, eights. We've talked about this. We, when Kennedy Shuffet was on our podcast a few weeks ago, I think we talked about this a little bit. It takes a lot for an eight to recognize that they're in stress because eights don't, I don't think they have the same stress that a lot of numbers do. I think I mentioned like as a four, sorry, but as a four, like my stress is going to come like, oh my gosh, somebody looked at me weird and now I'm so offended and I'm having a stressful day and a one gets stressed out because, oh my gosh, I have so much on my to-do list and I can't knock it out. And eights like, I can do whatever you put in front of me. So eights, it takes a lot to knock them into their stress line. But I think Kennedy said it the best when she was talking about eights tend to get stressed out when they feel like they're going to be exposed when all of their vulnerabilities are going to be like laid out for the world to see and someone can do something with that, that they have no control over when control is ripped away from them. That's what stresses the eight out. I actually was thinking that I don't know that they do experience stress less often. It's just, it doesn't manifest in the outside way because their exterior is, they've got a ton of energy. They've got a ton of self-confidence. They've got a ton of for two control. Two, yeah. Control. But the internal stress is I feel the ground under me rumbling. And then what do I start latching onto for control? So it doesn't look stressed out to other people, but to them it's, it's doubling down on control. Like to us, it's like, Oh, they got it all under. Right. Control. But I think on but the inside, they experience stress the same as any other type. They just I agree. They experience it, it. I just think it takes a lot to knock them into their stress line because they have the tools within their own number of being an eight to keep the control and they're going to double down on the control. That's all eight stuff. I think it takes a lot for them to jump to that five line where it's like they've reached the end of themselves in eightness. And now what do I do? That's where I think it takes a lot for them to move. Not that they experience less stress, but that when they're, it takes a lot for their tools to stop working in their own number. Hmm. Do you disagree with that? Maybe. I think some of these signs I see quite a bit with some of the eights I know, but but I don't know. I'm just, that's what people tell me. That's what eights tell me. And maybe they're totally self-delusional. Well, sorry, eights. I'm sorry, but it's because they don't want to acknowledge that they have fear or stress because those feel like vulnerabilities. Oh, we can't yeah. take their word for it. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. That's a weakness they don't want to admit to. So maybe that's true. As soon as they uh, withdraw it again, more inform- not information to come back out and fight again. That's, that's a stress and fear thing right there. It, whether it showed as stress and fear on the outside or registered to them, there's a, I just don't, I don't think they're as impenetrable as we want, as they want to think that they are. All right. Eights, you're being called out right now. <laughs> I think it doesn't you, look you like can email Deidre at, <laughs> it doesn't look like stress in the same way because their mechanism to fix it is control, but then yeah. doubling down on control is still going into the unhealthy side. And as soon as that doesn't work, they're going to go to their stress line, just like every other type. I just think it works for them a lot more than it works for a lot of the other. For the Only numbers. as long as they can bully the people around them. Right. They can't always do that. No, not always, but I, I still think that it takes a lot longer for them to move over, but I don't know, maybe some eights will tell us why we're right and why we're wrong. I'm sure they will. <laughs> let's assume assume that they do eventually move to their stress line for them it's a five yeah Uh, so that I already mentioned detaching from emotions to gain more knowledge for sure right like that's kind of a way that they can refortify to come back out um but also that withdrawing to the secretive and isolated I I think that that makes sense 
what the eights of vice is um not greed what is the word sorry lust lust and so that is this need for more and more expansive but what happens when things block that goal internally i think that that's where some of these addictive behaviors or these secretive behaviors because they still need more and more and more but something there's something that blocking them from getting it in the way that their eight energy would move through the world so they retreat internally to find it somewhere else that they have to stay hidden maybe just a theory that's interesting I also think that withdrawal is more like eights need the energy of more people, more actual physical energy and all of that. And so when they're hitting the end of themselves there, some of that withdrawal is that they actually, their bodies are saying rest and they don't want to admit it. And their emotions and their peopleness gets peopled out. And I'm not even talking about extroversion and introversion necessarily, but I would think on the whole eights are going to be slightly more extroverted. Yeah. And they need that introverted fiveness to recharge them in those really, really stressful places. Your point here becomes more cerebral and less assertive is interesting. Somehow, if the power dynamics aren't working for them to keep control, somehow that shift is like, to me, like a chess game. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I see you and I move over and I do this and that. And my, what is it? The chess says like checkmate. Checkmate. There you go. Shouldn't have used that example. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying like, sometimes you can power through with your will and the emotional force of who you are. And when that's not working, they retreat to figure out a new game plan. So that does yeah. a cerebral, like, okay, then I'll figure out another way to match you. Yeah. They regroup to strategize. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And then that distrust of people and becoming more cynical would be that lower side of five as well. Um, but what does it look like for them to choose the high side of five? Well, I think the detaching from emotions, if they're doing it in a way that is to like find objectivity, I think that's a good place to do it. If it's just because I'm going to win at all costs. And so I need to get rid of my emotions to stay in the fight. That's the wrong motivation. Right. But if it's, let's look at the data let's analyze the possibilities here. Let's take our anger and our zeal and our passion and all these giant emotions out of the equation to go, what is objectively the right answer for this? Yeah. It I think that's the good bet. It positions yeah. them in a healthier space. So it's not about control anymore. It's about what's the best outcome. And I also just think that stillness, fives are good at being still and eights are not. And I think stress is a lot of times our body's way of saying, hey, Remember us, remember your body's here too. So just finding a place of rest and stillness. Okay, don't come at us. We love you eights. Um, <laughs> moving on to our final number, Enneagram nines. So nines. As they move through their own number. Man, course, nines. They're in the withdrawing stance and they do it really well when they want to go into seclusion or hiding. Yeah, for nines, that really low side looks like numbing out. And it looks like apathy, whether they feel apathetic or not. It looks like apathy. It looks like, I don't care what's going on. I'm just going to go numb. Right. Um, but they can't stay in that place forever because you can't live numb. We just aren't wired to anybody. So they need that six line. Um, and I made a lot. Well, okay. I made one person mad. That was a, that was a hyperbolic um, example of how I feel like nines keep coming at me. But one person came at me on this because they didn't like how I talked about nine grabbing hold of their six line. Um, 
nines need some six line, but what they tend to do is fall into the stress and the worry and the anxiety that a six naturally is going to kind of have, you know, fixate on worst case scenarios, uh, find, find their minds racing. And then one of the things that I said was they start frantically taking care of things that they've been procrastinating. And somebody was like, that's not a six thing. That's a three thing. That's what they do in security. And I, here's my counter argument because I didn't argue on Instagram. My argument is that taking care of responsibilities they've been procrastinating is a good and healthy move. It's because I threw the word frantically in there. Mm. That is non-productive. That is just the frenzied motion. Like we talked about five going to seven. That is that frantic motion of like, let's just get it done. Let's just get it done. It might not be done well. It might not be done productively. It might not even be the most important things. We already know nines have a hard time prioritizing. Right, right. So when they're doing it in a frantic way because of fear, mm-hmm. then they're not, it's not actually a healthy move for them. Mm. That's good. So you're pulling more on the fear of the six there pulling them out of their withdrawing stance, but in yeah, the, and, and, and I think sixes are naturally fairly responsible. Sixes are going to do that. And so that's the healthy side of six that nines can pick up. And it's also the goal setting intention they can pick up from their security line of three. Yeah. But, but they doing it in a way that is to manage that fear because they've been numbing out. Now all of a sudden they have all this stuff to do. And what do I do first? And let me do get this done. Let me get that done. And let me get this done. And then they're ignoring other things that's not a healthy move for them. That is their stress line. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So they need to choose the high side of six. What does that look like? Well, planning ahead. Group energy. I think Yeah, asking for help, right? Like knowing there's other people around, you don't have to withdraw from, from knowing that there are people around you, but planning ahead. Sixes are really good at that. They know what the worst case scenario is and they don't want to be in it nines get themselves in the worst case scenario and then they're trying to frantically get out of it yeah if they could use a little bit of that planning ahead energy of a six i think that would help them that's good all right you heard it here people eights <laughs> good stress no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> we are done talking about eights and ones and fours <laughs> All right. I'm glad we wrapped up this conversation again, though. Don't miss the graphics. You can find these slides at Enneagram Megan and they'll help you follow along. Uh, You can share them with people that you love that you just want to encourage to find healthier ways to move through their world. And apparently stay tuned for a series on the periodic table of the Enneagram. It may or may not be coming. (laughs) And that wraps up another episode of the Dauntless Grace Exchange. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review so other people can find us. You can follow us on social media to stay connected. We're on Instagram at Dauntless Grace Ministries and our Facebook page is Dauntless Grace. For more about the Enneagram, visit our website at dauntlessgrace.org for coaching and training opportunities. And you can follow me at Enneagram Megan on Instagram. And be sure to check out our website for more information about today's podcast. Plus, you can click the resources tab to find books by all the authors we've spoken to or about. And you can find it at dauntlessgrace.org.